Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Thank you for joining us. On this week's episode, Pastor Parson talks about hiding from our purpose, running from our destiny, avoiding our ultimate destination. There are a lot of things we can hide and avoid in life, but purpose is not one of them because it sees you. is greater. Your voice is more eloquent. Your presence is more powerful. Your absence is more noticeable. Your influence is wider. Your skill is more apparent. And God told me to tell you that you can't hide. Yes, Lord, my life is yours. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My life is yours. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 20 through 24. Our second story is going to come from John chapter 1. Verses 45 through 48, and our third story this morning, just for our background, is Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 through 13. It will be there for you on the screen in the New International Version. And here we stand in reverence to the reading of the Word of God this morning. Amen. We thank God for... um, Pastor Jones back there, God bless you, visiting. I think that's your last name too, right? <laughs> uh, visiting there with the, with the pastors, uh, with his, his, their parents. God bless you, man of God and his wife. Uh, thank you for being here today. Let's read together. When Samuel had all Israel come forward by tribes, the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. Then he brought forward the tribe of Benjamin, Clan by clan, and Matri's clan was taken. Finally, Saul, son of Kish, was taken. But when they looked for him, he was not to be found. So they inquired further of the Lord. Has the man come here yet? And the Lord said, yes, he has hidden himself among the supplies. They ran and brought him out. And as he stood among the people, he was a head taller than any of the others. Samuel said to all the people, do you see, everybody say see. Do you see the man the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among all the people. Our second text is from John chapter 1. Uh, Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and, and and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathaniel, somebody says, see. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, here it truly is an Israelite 
in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus answered, I saw you. Somebody say, see. While you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Our last text is from Matthew chapter 9. Let's read together. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew. Somebody holler, see. Sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Our topic this afternoon is, it can see you. It can see you. I didn't see it. I was too shy to speak in public. It's not charismatic enough to have a following. I was not friendly enough to reach out to people. I didn't see it. I was not strong enough to lead people. I was not a man, and this was a man's job. I loved the background jobs and, and working for strong leaders. I didn't see it. Church folks saw it. They began to ask me to speak at big conventions in my 20s, and I really never thought I was a speaker at all. My pastor saw it. He didn't believe in women pastors, but he trusted me with the church when he was gone. My daddy saw it. He didn't believe in women pastors either. But he told me I could pastor a church as well as anybody. The prophets saw it. They would meet me once, and then they'd ask me if I knew I was a pastor. My enemies saw it. You remember that, sis? <laughs> My enemies saw it. They did everything they could do to shut down any ministry that I was doing. They tried to take my boys from me, Darian. They kept me out of pulpits and they refused to let me speak. I didn't see it, but it saw me. What is it? Purpose. Even if you can't see it, it can see you. I've come with a simple message today, just something to give you some perspective, just something to help you have the confidence to see it through, to stay with it, to finish it out, to never give up, to not back down. I just a little bit to help you be bold with what you've been called to do, whether it's to call to do it at home or at church or in the community or within your family or at work or in your business or on a foreign mission or even if it's online, even if you can't see it, it can see you. What is it? Purpose. 
that thing that you were born to do, born to be, born again to accomplish, the reason that you're here, the call of God on your life, purpose, that thing that makes you significant, that makes you necessary, that makes you one of a kind. Y'all know what I'm talking about, purpose, that thing that bugs you, that searches you out, that taps you on the shoulder, that thing that hurts a little bit when you see someone else doing what you're supposed to do. I'm talking about purpose. It, sometimes you run from it. Sometimes you run into it. Sometimes it runs into you. Oh, sometimes you ache for it, and sometimes it aches for you, and sometimes you ache because of it, and all the time it aches because of you. You know, that hole in the universe that only you can fill, that place in the kingdom that's just your size. It's what you're perfect for. It's what you're anointed to do. It's what you're destined to achieve. Purpose, even when you can't see it. It can see you. Just ask King Saul. He'll tell you. It can see you when you're hiding. It can see you when you're hiding. We grew up with an old song, and I would have handed my sister a mic if I knew she's going to be here today. We grew up with an old song. They would say, come out of that corner, can't hide. Come out of that corner, can't hide. Come out of that corner, can't hide. God told me to tell you, you can't hide. Come out of that corner, can't hide. Come out of that corner, can't hide. Come out of that corner, can't hide. God told me to tell you, you can't hide. They say, lights turned on and you can't hide. Lights turned on and you can't hide. Lights turned on and you can't hide. God told me to tell you you can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide. God told me to tell you you can't hide. God told me to tell you you can't hide. In our first text, Saul has been chosen by God to be the first king of Israel. Now, God didn't want them to have a king, but he allowed them to have one. But still, he chose the king himself, and Saul was it. And at the time of our story, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, Saul had already been anointed, called. He had already been transformed. The Holy Spirit had come on Saul, and it had totally transformed him, and he began to prophesy. So Saul knew what was up. He was, he was changed. He was, he, was, he was instructed. He was anointed. It was on him. He was a different person. But still, when it came time for him to be presented as king, when it was time for him to be presented to the people, after all of the pomp and circumstance of calling the tribes and then calling the clans and then calling the families and then calling his household, when they called him and looked for Saul, he was hiding. Now, this part of the message isn't for people who don't know what their purpose is. 
This is not for the unsaved or those who are baby Christians. This part is for, it's not for those of you who really don't know what's up. This part is for those who know you are anointed. You are filled with the Spirit. You are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and a mind and burning fire, and do speak in other tongues. You have been prophesied to. You have been given instructions. You've been prayed over. You know what's up. But when we look for you, you are hiding. Thank you. If I can't hear an amen, I hear an ouch. Thank you. Thank you. Saul was hiding behind the supplies, behind the baggage, behind one of the translations says, he was hiding with the stuff. He was hiding behind some stuff. What stuff are you hiding behind? Some of y'all hiding behind COVID. Some are hiding behind hurt. Some of you are hiding behind offense. Some are hiding behind relationships. Some of you are hiding behind insecurity. Some of y'all just hiding behind laziness. Some of you are hiding behind trouble. Some of you are hiding behind your circumstances. But that was my part. God said, that's what I said, God said, some of you are hiding behind your lifestyle. You don't move forward in ministry. You don't move forward in purpose because you don't think you have the best lifestyle. Either you're struggling with living right or you don't want to live right yet. And so you think you have to put purpose on hold until you have the perfect lifestyle. Or you're using your lifestyle as an excuse because the things that you're doing really could be easily stopped if you just wanted to. Either way, your lifestyle has been your place of hiding and God told me to tell you that you can't hide. It can still see you. Some of you are hiding behind lifestyle, but others of you are hiding behind leadership. That's what God said. He said, you think you don't have to because they're still doing it. Oh, wow. That, 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 that took the spirit up out of here. Some of you think you don't have to because the leadership, they're still doing it. And you think you can't do it like them. Or you think you're going to step on toes if you do it. Or you think you won't be accepted because someone else is already where you're supposed to be. And they're trying to move, but they can't move because you're hiding behind them. So they don't see who else is supposed to do what they're supposed to do because you're hiding behind them. And some of them don't want to move because they're hiding too. They're hiding behind the leader that's in front of them. <laughs> Y'all get the picture? 
I'm going to hide behind this leader because I know I'm supposed to be doing what they're doing, but they don't know that, so they stand in that spot. And the reason they stand in that spot is because they know they're supposed to be doing this, but they hide behind the leader that's ahead of them. So you just want to support them. You don't, you don't want to be them. I'll support them, but I don't want to be them. But guess what? You're never going to be them anyway. You have to be you. Just doing what someone else did before you got there. The kingdom can't expand until people move up and move on. Like I told you earlier, I don't expect you, some of y'all to be here doing the same thing 30 years later. Matter of fact, that frustrates me when I meet somebody 30 years later and you're doing the same thing in ministry you were doing 30 years ago. So I came by to tell you that even if you're standing behind another leader, it can still see you. Saul was hiding behind some stuff. But when they went and got him, the Bible says he stood a head taller above everybody else. Dude, you can't hide. Baby, you're a head taller than everyone else. And I came out to tell somebody this afternoon, you can't hide. You're a head taller than everyone else. Your anointing is greater. Your voice is more eloquent. Your presence is more powerful. Your absence is more noticeable. Your influence is wider. Your skill is more apparent. And God told me to tell you that you can't hide. You may not be able to see it, but it can see you. You're standing a head taller than everybody else. Now ask God, ask Saul. It can see you when you're hiding. Let's ask Nathaniel. Nathaniel to tell you, it can see you when you're doubting. Hey, you're a minister. I doubt that. You're a preacher. You're a pastor. You're a prophet. Hey, you're a business owner. You're a healer. I doubt that. You have a call on your life. You're going to do great things. You have an amazing purpose that's going to blow your mind. I doubt that. It can see you. Even when you're doubting. In our second text, Jesus is gathering his disciples together. And he's just called a young man by the name of Philip. Well, Philip gets so excited because he knows that Jesus is the Messiah. He's the one that the Jews have been waiting on. So he goes to find his friend Nathaniel. And Nathaniel is sitting on the tree. And Philip finds him. And he says, look, man, we found the one that Moses wrote about. We found the one that the prophets wrote about. It's Jesus of Nazareth. You know, the son of Joseph. He said, Nazareth, I doubt that. Can anything good come from there? That small, insignificant place. Philip said, come and see. And they went together to meet Jesus. And let me park here. Notice that Nathaniel had his doubts, but he went to see anyway. He went even in doubt. He went even in doubt. You may not be sure about your purpose. 
You may not be sure that Jesus is really calling you. You may not be sure that he is the one or that this is really going to be your lifestyle. But just come and see. <laughs> come and see. Y'all just come and see. I dare you to come and see. You'll know when you get there. You'll be sure after a while. And this is for newer Christians. This is for those of you who are not yet Christians. This is for those of you who are still seeking, who still have questions, who are not only fully not, you're not fully convinced of your purpose, but you're not even fully, fully convinced that Jesus Jesus is real. Well, this is what I have an invitation for you today. Come and see. Come and I dare you to come and see. I, I dare you to come and see. You might not be sure about this thing, but you might be looking at us now. You just was flipping and you don't know why you even got on this Facebook Live today or why you're looking at this video. I came by to let you know that Jesus is inviting you. He's just saying, come and see. Come and see. We will also move now into our time of giving, our time of giving tithe. Tithing, we believe here, is for worshipers only. It is a part of our worship. It is a part of what we do in our obedience just to show God that we are obedient and that we love him. There are three ways that you can give to our guests that have joined in. We are grateful that you are here and welcome into this place. You too also can give as those give that are members of our ministry. Three ways to give. You can give online at nuancia-aliante.org. Push the donate button and follow the prompts. Second way you can give is through text. Text 77977 to New Antioch, all one word, and follow those prompts. And then you can also give through the standard mail system. Our address will, will be in the comments. It's 2550 Nature Park Drive, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. We are grateful for those who continue to give, grateful for your obedience in giving. Come and see. That's how some of y'all got stuck in here in the first place. You were just coming to see. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said, here is truly an Israelite. There's no, the King James says, there's no guile in him. There's no deceit in this guy. Jesus starts telling Nathaniel who he is. He tells him what he knows about him. And Nathaniel, I love this question. Nathaniel says, how do you know me? Jesus. How do you know me? I just got here. We've never met. How do you know me? I just came to the church and y'all telling me all this stuff about me. How do you know me? Why do people always think I'm a minister? Why do people always, why have people always just told me all their problems? Why have I always been the one that people at work would come to and sit in my office and tell me all this? How do you know me? Why does the family always call me when they're in a crisis? Why does my boss think I can do this job that I've never been trained for? Why did y'all invite me to the meeting? Why did, why did I end up at that conference? Why am I in the same training with these other people? How do you know me? Daniel asked Jesus, how do you know me? Jesus answered, I saw you. While you were sitting under the fig tree, they ain't tell and the Bible doesn't even tell us that he was under the fig tree. Jesus says he's under the fig tree. I, I saw you when you were under the fig tree before Philip even called you. So while you were doubting, I saw you. Y'all, God 
God is not intimidated because you don't believe you have a purpose. He's not worried that you don't believe what other people seem to think about you. He's not thrown off because you're not even sure whether you believe in him or not. He has a purpose for your life and it can see you even when you're doubting. Even when you can't see it. It can see you as Saul. It can see you when you're hiding. As Nathaniel. It can see you when you're doubting. Ask Matthew. It can see you when you're sinning. <laughs> I have some amens in the house. It can see you <laughs> when you're sinning. When purpose saw Matthew, he was at work. But it was not honorable work. You see, Matthew was a tax collector. One of the most hated Jews of the time. We don't like Iris. We don't like Iris. That's what I call the IRS. We don't like Iris. Iris takes your hard-earned money. She's going to get hers even before you get it. Iris is not like God. You got to present your tithing to God. Iris take hers off the top. And we'll send you a bill if it wasn't enough. How do I know? Because I owe Iris right now. But these tax collectors were known to be thieves. It was part of the game. They were Jews who worked for the Romans who had captured their nation. And they would cheat their own people. They would tell the people that they owned 10 denarii when they only owed five. They give the Romans a five and they would keep the other five for themselves. They got rich off poor people. They got rich off poor people. They, they got rich off poor people. And the Romans didn't care because they were getting their money. Everybody knew it. But there was nothing they could do about it. They were the players. And wasn't no need of hating the player. They should have just hated the game. But the players knew the game. Now, we don't know if Matthew was a cheater like the rest of them, too. But judging by his friends, I would say that Matt was in the game. Matt was the hustler. But purpose saw him while he was still sinning. Because he said Jesus saw the man, Matthew, sitting at the text collector's booth. He said, follow me, and Matthew followed him, and he went over to his house, and he's having dinner at Matthew's house, and all the tax collectors and the sinners came and ate with Jesus and the disciples over at Matthew's house. And I looked at what the sweet meant by sinners. They always put tax collectors and sinners in the same sentence. Well, the sinners were the ones um, who didn't care nothing about the law. They weren't even trying to do the law. They weren't doing a religious thing at all. And the tax collectors and sinners, they had to hang out together. That was, that was their gang. All the players was hanging out with the players, I guess. And, and all of them are at, at Matthew's house. And the Pharisees, which were the religious people, all the religious people said, the church folks said, why is your teacher eating with the tax collectors and the sinners? When Jesus heard him, he said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor. That's, that's the only thing about coming to church and preaching week after week to people that's been saved 10 years, 15 years, and 30 years. The truth of the matter is, it, 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 it's, it's like having a doctor among healthy people. 
God's at bring some more people. That's why I tell us we can't wait for people to come in here. We got to take the church to them. He said healthy people don't need a doctor. So I came to call sinners. I'm hanging out with sinners because I came to get sinners. I came to call sinners. So you might be in sin right now. You standing in here and sitting in here today, you may be in sin right now. You may be struggling with some things that you haven't let go of. You may still have some secrets. You've been slipping and you've been dipping and you think that disqualifies you to have a purpose. Well, I want you to know that you're not the first sinner that purpose has found. Isaiah said he couldn't do purpose because he was unclean. And he's a man from unclean lips. So God said, well, just let me clean you up. Peter told Jesus, get away from me, Jesus. Get away from me. I'm a sinful man. Peter was probably cussing all night on that boat when he wasn't catching no fish. He said, Jesus, you're going to have to get away from me. I'm sinful. You're not the first one. Matter of fact, we all were dead in our trespasses and sins when purpose first saw us and me too. Now, I had a good resume, Darian. My resume was nice. If you wanted a resume for purpose, when purpose saw me, I had a wonderful resume. I was a church kid raised in holiness. Played several instruments. Worked in every area of the church. I was faithful. I was educated. Never did drugs, never drank alcohol, never been in a club. I've never even been to a house party. I had a good resume for purpose, but my resume live wasn't the problem. It was my record. I'm not talking about a record that the FBI can find. I'm not talking about a police record. I, I had a great resume. Oh, but I had some things, Sharonda, that was on my record. I can't tell y'all some of the stuff that was on my record. My resume wasn't the problem. The problem was he had my resume and he had my record. And although my sins had been forgiven and my transgressions had been blotted out, purpose still had seen my record. I couldn't see purpose while I was sinning, but it could see me. And it can still see you. Purpose has seen your resume and your record. And we are not alone. We're not the only one. We're in some good company. We're in good company. Purpose saw Eve when she ate and still made her the mother of all living. Purpose saw Abraham when he lied and still made him the father of many nations. Purpose saw Noah when he was naked and drunk, but he still had him build the ark. Jacob, purpose saw Jacob when he lied and swindled, but still named him Israel. Purpose saw David when he committed adultery and still made him the king. Purpose saw Samson playing with his anointing with Delilah and still made him a hero. Purpose saw Moses committing murder and still sent him to free the children of Israel. Purpose saw Rahab while she was still whoring and still used her to save the spies. Purpose saw Elijah in a punked out 
of depression and still made him a super prophet. Purpose saw, purpose saw Simon in his denial and still made him a rock named Peter. Purpose saw Saul in a murderous rage and still made him Paul the apostle. So you may not see it, but it can see you. Purpose can see you when you're hiding, when you're doubting, when you're sinning. You can't hide from purpose. So you might as well see it through. You might as well stay in the race. You might as well keep on moving. You might as well pray another prayer, preach another sermon. You might as well show up. You might as well show up. You might as well get up and show up. You might as well walk it out. You might as well just go ahead and lead somebody new to Christ's change and purpose. You might as well take your place among those who are called. You can't hide from purpose. So come out. Come out. Wherever you are. Come out, come out, wherever you are, come out, come out, wherever you are, come out, come out, wherever you are, come out, come out, wherever you are. God told me to tell you that you can't hide. It can see you even when you can't see it. It can see you. And so you might as well say yes. Say yes. See this thing through. See this thing through. If you're here today and you need to be saved, first of all, purpose can see you while you're sinning. God wants to save you. In other words, you got to give your heart to God for that first time. If you're listening to us and you're there and you need to either rededicate your life to God or you need to give God your life for the first time, whether you're here or whether you're listening, watching by live stream, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. Save me. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I want to live for you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you believed that and you meant that, you're saved. You've been born again. Something ought to be different on the inside of you right now. There's a book that I wrote that I want you to have that will help you on your journey. It's called Save Salvation 101. And if you would just make a note right there where you're listening, just make a note in the comments and we will get you that book. Let us know who you are. There's a link that should be coming up. And on that link, you can be connected. If you want to be a, a member of our church, we'd love to have you be part of our family. If you want to be a member of our church or if you want to be connected to one of our Bible studies that are throughout the community, or anything that we can do for you, then we're asking you to go to that link, connect with us. We'd love to be your church family. And if you're here this morning, we'd love to have you part of our church family. If you need a church home, or if you prayed that prayer, and you accepted the Lord today, or you rededicated today, 
You don't have to come up here. If you raise your hand, I'll send someone to you. Either if you receive the Lord today or you'd like to be a part of our church family, just raise your hands. They're looking for you. If you need that book, that book tells you how to take your next steps. We'd like to share that with you today, anyone. So for the rest of you, the altar is open. If you know that there's that there's something in this message, you say, I know it can see me. I know it's calling me. But whatever reason you need prayer, you may need prayer for any reason. The altar is open for you this morning. We will pray for you. We'd love to pray for you this morning. The rest of you, lift those hands and worship. I'll just say yes. Because yes is your worship. You lead the way. I'm not afraid of what it means for me to say. Go and tell them. This life you gave is not my own. I'm trusting you to hear my yes and lead me on. This part.
praise the Lord. Yes, Lord. Stay right, stay right there, Mother. I'll come to you. on this mic. I can't hear myself. Andrea, I believe God is releasing healing. God told me he's releasing that in you. I want you to come. And they go behind mother and uh, lay hands. Amen. Sanitizer, don't give anointing. That's right. You stand behind her. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we're sick of this. I know she's sick of it. Spirit of the living God. From the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, God, those legs. Every pain. In the name of Jesus, send healing throughout her body. Give us strength. Give us peace. We rebuke the enemy. Healing is in the name of Jesus. And so, Jesus, we call on your name. Jesus. 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 There's power in your name to heal. The blood of Jesus all over her body, every sinew, every cell. Come into alignment right now in the name of Jesus. God, work a miracle for her. Work a miracle for her. Work a miracle for her. You're a miracle worker. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. My life is yours. David, I need you to come back. Uh, David, why don't you come back to the altar? Uh, Darian, Marias, James. Marias go. Keith and Sean, you come to. God is resting this ministry on you, men of God. I say, God, let me see what you see. Purpose has seen you. God wants to rest this ministry on you. Sometimes when men have female pastors it, it may, or there's too many women in, in leadership, it kind of make you sit back. But God has always raised mighty men of God through the house of Antioch. 
and most of them have been raised up and they moved on and it's your turn now God wants to rest this ministry on the shoulders of you mighty men of God and I'm not saying you guys are the only ones but the ones that God has shown me you gotta be God can see your purpose can see your purpose can see you and so if I can get one intercessor behind each one of them Come and just lay your hands on, on them. We don't want you in their face. Matter of fact, uh, I would say, y'all, take your own husband. Come on, teachers, take your own husband. Come on, Chantel. Come on, Tony. It means for you, me to say, this life you. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we strengthen and release these men of God. We know they're not perfect. We know everything about them might not be right. And the ones that are praying for him, you know them better than anybody know them. But God saw them. Purpose sees them even in their hiding. Purpose sees them even in their sinning. Purpose sees them even in their doubting. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, strengthen them now to rest the ministry of New Antioch at Aliante on their shoulders, on their anointing, on their backs. In the name of Jesus, their life is not their own. Anoint them. Strengthen them. Make them right. Make them strong. Men of God in the house, they'll walk like men. They'll talk like men. They'll pray like men. They'll work like men. They'll lead like men. In the name of Jesus, release a fresh anointing. Release a fresh anointing. God said, I see you. I see you. I see you. Sean, if nobody else sees you, purpose saw you. Purpose can see you. Purpose can see you. Purpose can see you. Purpose can see you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We cover you. We cover you. We cover you. We cover you. I cancel your assignment against them, devil. I cancel your assignment against them, devil. I throw a monkey wrench in what you're saying to them and what you're doing. If something comes near them that's not supposed to be in their life, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We resist it. Let sin make them uncomfortable. Let doing wrong make them sick to their stomach. Put a hedge around them, God. I come against depression. I come against frustration. I come against anger. I come against insecurity. I come against doubt. I come against fear. I come against every generational issue. Loose them and let them go. And put a new yes in them. And put a new yes in them. My life. My life is, is yours. Amen and amen. Amen. I need Janai Marias Jr. It's yours. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Renee, I still got to get your girls. These are the youth I feel God is lifting up in the house. 
Amen. If you all purpose sees you, young man. The thing about me as a pastor is I can't tell you nothing until I see you. My testimony with Pastor Sharonda is she had been at the church for a while. She had, had she tells me all of these things, these interactions her and I have, but I didn't see her. I don't remember. And it it wasn't until right before right when 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 her brother died and I began to interact with the family, all of a sudden I saw her and the first time she spoke something, I saw it. I hadn't seen it before. You've been around here a long time. You've been here since you was a baby. But when I looked around the day and said, who do you see, God? God, I saw you. And God is raising up a generation. He's already getting kids ready. So that's the spirit of the Lord moving on you right now. I saw you, man. So whatever God is going to do in you, know right now that you are a man of God. There are things that other kids do you're not going to be able to do. I don't care what you see. I don't care where you go. I'm telling you right now, purpose sees you. Father, the name of Jesus. As a man of God, lay hands on him right now. Sanctify his life. Sanctify his life. Purify his life. Cancel every generational issue. Give him favor. Fill him with the Holy Ghost at a young age. In the mighty name of Jesus. And it is so. Are you saved, Mariah? Are you saved? You don't know? Do you want to be saved? You want to be saved. All right. Uh, Keith, that you directed, bring him to Christ right now. And then get him that book. Make sure he's saved. The anointing of God rests on you, man of God. God said, I see you. Your frustration, all the stuff that you're going through, God wants you to know. I see you. All right, pray for him. Make sure he's saved. He sees you, girl. You already know. You already know. Lift those hands to God. God, in the name of Jesus, I need you to sanctify her life. You told me today that you see her now. The call of God that is on her life. Things that other people do, she's not going to be able to do. Places other people go, she's not going to be able to go. Take her life right now. Sanctify her. Sanctify all of her relationships. Don't let any evil befall her. In the name of Jesus, fill her with the Holy Ghost. Fill her the more, God. If she's not filled, fill her the more. If she is filled, fill her up again right now. I'm trusting you to hear my yes and lead me on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Receive yes, Lord. a fresh filling my of the Holy Ghost.
God bless everybody. We thank God for the Spirit of God in the house and what he's doing and continues to do. For those of you that are listening, those of you that know, y'all come on back to church. As you can see, we still have some room. There's some other chairs we can put in the back. We're going to get as many people in here and be, still be able to socially distance as possible. Uh, it is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We're going to uh, be in pink next next week. We haven't talked about it this month, but that is something. Oh, where are my survivors? Where are my breast cancer survivors? Yes, we celebrate your life. And we also know uh, that some got healed on the other side. And so this is meaningful to us. So we'll be wearing pink. And ladies, go get your mammograms. Men, you guys can get breast cancer too. Get yourself checked constantly. Check yourself. Uh, but it's something that's meaningful to us here at New Antioch. And so we will be in pink uh, next week. We have our Sunday school at 8 a.m. on Facebook Live. We have Bible study on Wednesday at 8 a.m. also on Facebook Live. So I'm doing two Bible studies to keep us in tune, keep us together as we are uh, still in this pandemic. So you all, please wash up, mask up, and back up. We are not going to get this virus. Amen. Amen. And so do that. We want to lift up uh, uh, Minister David. All right. We're going to lift up David's family. Uh, we did lose uh, their Aunt Connie. Uh, sister Myra, as you know, who's always in her seat is her sister. So we want to support this family uh, this week, whatever they need. Uh, amen. That we want to support them and check on their family this uh, week. So um, finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave until we can kiss again. Thank God for the Jones family being here and being back. We miss them so much. Brother Richard stays with us on that, on that Facebook. All the saints salute you. The love of God. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. If you will remain in your seats, we're going to get you out. Uh, our seniors are going to go first. Um, go, of course, y'all know the routine. Go directly to your cars. Please do not congregate. We are keeping everyone safe. That virus is still out there. We're keeping everyone safe. So seniors, just stay six feet apart as you go. Uh, to your cars and I'll greet you from here so again God bless God bless you man of God God bless you woman of God come back and see us next time you're in amen welcome home Pastor Roz I know he preached it good over there good to see you diva thank you for tuning in today we hope this message really reached you hope if you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch 
to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977. Thank you.